Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Oh, my goodness. Trying to reason with hurricane season. Whoo-wee. Now, for all those of you who are watching the spaghetti models and have friends on the East Coast, we are all prayerfully watching those models so that they don't get slammed. This is the fastest acceleration of a hurricane that I know of. I'm sure there was one faster because I don't know everything. But, oh, my goodness, Hurricane Lee is on its way. I have so many friends named Lee. <laughs> I, hope they're paying, I hope they're paying good attention. Good morning, Lance. How you doing? I'm doing great. How's it going? You know, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. The, the temperature has dropped just enough that my heart feels happier. I don't yeah. mean that from a cardiology sense, y'all. I just mean emotionally. It was pleasant to go outside early this morning and really not even not, you just think, you know, you know, there's a little breeze out here. Yeah. What, what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I actually went out and put on a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> you they had the air running, and it feels good. But it's much more that time of year where you, you're looking forward to a long sleeve shirt. Yes, if you absolutely. have an excuse to put one on, you you're go, absolutely oh, I right. I, might do I've, that. I have pulled out my heaviest um, tropical style shirt because this is the one I can only wear when I'm inside air conditioning. Yes. In the summer. It's, uh, funny? it's one of those we dress for the air conditioning. Well, and, and last night I had a rumor and it was confirmed that there was rain. No. Yeah. In, in the 300 mile radius of, of our world. Only once this week at yeah. my house, but briefly, very briefly. Well, and this was actual rain. Um, it was not one of those. I'm looking forward to that actually, day. Uh, yeah, it, I, you know, I have, I have good news minutes. for tomato growers, friends. Guess what? Nighttime temperatures in zone 8, which means also zone 7 and possibly even zone 9 on our coast, are going to be imperfect for, yep, 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 that's right, tomatoes to set. So go out there, shake those cages. Make sure you're getting the pollen spread around today because this evening and the next several nights are going to be perfect for that particular process. You'll be glad you did. There are other things that are happy about it, too, of course, because those of us who like to plant beets at this time of year and who are trying to seed things outdoors have really had a struggle, but it's getting a lot better now. I've got a whole long list of things that you can seed now in terms of flowers, some vegetables, too. Well, more vegetables, actually. But today is all about irrational passions. This is the plant world. We are charging through September, okay? That means in the Deep South, this is prime time. Do you realize that people in other parts of the country, this is their last radio show for gardening for the year? That's right. They go off the air. Because guess what? Pretty soon there's no more gardening to do. We don't have to do that. Another reason we're lucky. Another reason I'm thrilled to be here. We get to keep having fun. Exactly. Every and, Saturday. And, and all look forward year to long. non-blighted tomato well, plants. And, uh, I, I did. You, you'll <laughs> see in the photographs that I sent today, I lost the escalator zucchini to our friends, the leaf miners. They were not on the first crop. 
they waited for the second crop. And so I had to pull that out. But I did take a picture of it. So in case anybody hasn't seen leaf miners before, they'll get a bug of the week kind of thing going here. And I'm working on the pictures. I know you, you are. Got, you we have lots a, of you time. You brought me such a beautiful <laughs> selection to work with. I'm excited. We have lots of time. I'm excited. Well, and the bug of the week really is something I probably ought to do because yes, who, who else is going to tell you? The critter of the week. <laughs> who else is going to tell you? Good morning from Starkville. Can Lantana be divided? And if so, when? Yes. Lantana is particularly easy to divide if it has not already gotten woody. If it's gotten woody, you're pretty much better off to cut it back and take cutting, you know, root those cuttings so that you have more plants. But if the plants are young and have very green stems, you can divide them just like you do anything else. Not a problem. Do it in the fall is fine. I I have heard people say they wait until springtime just because in case the winter is particularly severe, those plants that they transplanted around in the Starkville area, for example, the perennial moving might not go as well. But I tend to think that as long as you are watering them in carefully, doing them when it's good weather, and then making sure that you put some mulch around them, I think lantana should be tough enough to be able to handle that. And rooting it, of course, is real simple. So if you if you do have to just cut it back and root those pieces to get some more of it, you can do that, for example, in a little container. Four-inch pot, for example, would hold two cuttings, decent potting soil of some sort, couple of cuttings, maybe five inches long, take the leaves off the bottom. If you happen to have any rooting hormone, you can certainly roll them in that and stick them into that container. But you can also just water them in with some root stimulator or even better, from my point of view, some vermicompost, worm compost. It's It's a really good root stimulator in that sense. So, yeah, you can do that. I see we're still getting scores from last night. <laughs> those yeah. are those are yeah, for we, you. Yeah, we had a good time. It, it's one of those things where we, we're actually uh, the games are over while we're still on the air, That's and good. people are driving home and they're being smart by not texting. You know, but they're, yes, they're trickling but then they get little, home and they want to text, so they text at seven o'clock but, in the morning. And hope you know that it's the thing. I, some of this is hard to uh, kind of describe because we have the same text line that it rolls all week, so oh, yeah. every host everything. gets to see everything. Well, that, yeah, yeah that's why we get hilarious. to roll back and see what you said to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> exactly. We can see whatever. So it is funny. Uh, so yeah, we'll get to see. You know, the, Y'all the are good, multitude the of scores and comments from a lot of folks that participate in a lot of our shows. It's yep. uh, really well, nice this one just that. popped in this morning, yeah. but we're all glad about that. Yeah. Now, beautiful plant, and this is really cool. Only this week, uh, another friend of mine, my cousin, actually discovered um, this particular plant at his place, and this is indeed beautyberry. This is from Andrew in Crawford, and it, it is a beautiful plant. Beautyberry is a native shrub that has... Really, I don't know if it's if, if you can say this. It hasn't been overlooked, but it isn't the most popular plant that it should be, and I don't know why that is. It's fairly easy to grow. It grows in just a little bit of dappled shade, for example, and still makes plenty of berries, but you can also put it where it's going to get morning sun and, and just give it a little water in dry months, and it will also be beautiful there. It's a wonderful plant. Calicarpa is the the botanical name if you want to look it up but beautyberry also has has given forth to a whole lot of research it has a lot of good properties and anything that has been grown so long is usually studied fairly well in this case they're studying it for things like insect repellent and whatnot which we can all use some more of but beautyberry is a lovely plant and one that i'm glad you have it's beautiful 
Oh, my goodness. And then Trey sends more Beautyberry. Look how pretty. Oh, that's gorgeous. Thank you. Appreciate y'all sending those. This week's newsletter includes information about saving tomato seeds, which, of course, are one of the few that we save that really do need to be fermented in order to get the best results from the seeds. I know a lot of people will tell you that you don't have to do that, but if you're interested in doing that, let me know, and I'll be happy to send you this week's newsletter with those instructions in it. There are so many, good grief, so many flowers to plant. I'm I'm, I'm knee-deep in cornflowers. If I don't keep transplanting, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. They all, they're everywhere. And now that the conditions are a little bit better for me, they're better for the transplanting, too, of the cornflowers. So it's not going to be such a rough thing to do. If you happen to be at supertalk.tv or the other 10 ways to look at this that no doubt Lance will tell you in just a moment, I have to say that these are looking good. I wasn't sure how these were going to translate, but... You want to see my garden and, and, you know, just what I was doing yesterday, trying to make sure that I could show a few different things going on. And also because I do collect photographs. That's the one I got to fix. Right yeah, there. I knew that wasn't going to work. No, I'm, I just got to edit it a little bit. <laughs> and there's breakfast. <laughs> That's my best shot, probably. Um, statues, flowers, Silly things. The night bloomer. The night blooming serious. Really, it lasted until almost noon that day. It was beautiful. Um, I, I grow, in case you all don't know this, there are different kinds of night blooming serious. Some of them smell more. Some of them last longer. And in this particular case, this one is the hookerai, H-O-R-H-O-O-K-E-R-I-I. When you start to look for the in the serious group, you'll be looking at that particular one. There are a lot of them, though, that are just beautiful. And, and yeah, <laughs> I, I can't remember. Somebody, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's from Brandon. But anyway, the, the, the whole point is you can't always get it back in your house. And the one that I have now is going to need its own room. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that. It's gotten so big. Oh, fun. <laughs> That's great. Pam's in Sardis. The hummingbirds are driving her flowers crazy. This is great. <laughs> and that is, I, I had a hummingbird yesterday tell me that my feeder's too hot. It went up, hit it, hit it, hit it, backed off, came over to the window and stared at me. So I know that I'm supposed to do something about that. I went and took it down and, and thought, well, it's going to be a little cooler tomorrow. Maybe I'll just put new solution in there. They are busy, so give them something to eat, okay? If you have been growing sweet potatoes, it's now time to get them out of the ground. Now, if you're growing ornamental sweet potatoes, there's a photo in the collection today. Uh, and it is, in fact, one plant that has both purple and, and really greeny, goldy, pretty leaves on it. Lovely basket. The, um, the, the, the question is, are those edible? Not really, but they are plantable. So if you want to harvest the potatoes and then share them with somebody or plant them someplace else, hold on to them until next spring. If you live in eight or eight or seven in the zones, then you will be really happy you did that. But when it comes to the edible ones that we planted in May, for example, one of my favorite school garden crops, of course, because you plant them in May when the kids are leaving, and then the the vines grow and kill the weeds all summer with just a very little bit of water. It would have been a lot of water this year, but you still have the opportunity to then harvest them after the kids come back from, to, from summer. So that's fun. If you're on a closer, shorter schedule, you get to even watch them grow a little bit more. But the sweet potatoes do need to be 
um, cured, I think is the word, the technical term for it. You've got to store them because if you don't, they're not going to have an opportunity to turn their carbohydrates into sugars. So make sure that you store them properly. It's been very, very hot. You need a place that's not nearly as hot as it's been outside. Better now. Good time to dig them up. And it's also time, by the way, to plant uh, garlic and shallots. And yes, because <clears throat> the producer over there is, I'm, I'll be, I'll be planting garlic on video this week. Let's just put it that way. I, I have it all. It's, I'm having to do storyboards again, y'all. This has been fun. <laughs> yeah. It's really different. <laughs> having, having Thank a good you. time in the garden. Thank you. Got to break out the video machine. Yep. Yep. And uh, have fun because it, it, your garden does really look good, though, too. That's Thank the other you. side of it. I know you've worked hard to keep it green when everything else turns brown. If I brown. could curse, I would curse every yeah. blank day. Yeah. <laughs> well, and when I'm very, I, you know, as I told you, I'm so impressed with how you've been able to, um, those, uh, the zinnias that oh, are yeah. mine that they seem to max out so early and then just melt. No matter how much I wanted to water them and did water them mm-hmm. and moved them out of the direct sun and here and there. I, I don't think I found a way to protect them, and yours are, you know, phenomenal. I'm really impressed myself. Yeah, it's a particularly uh, good variety, and, I, I, and I I don't, they don't always to, last that long. Yeah, I, kept, I'm, I keep asking you, what was the secret? <laughs> and you're you like, do? water, 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 I, water. I don't know, and man, it is water, water, that. water. There has been, uh, because they're in super well-drained soil, they're down at the foot of my driveway. The prettiest ones are down at the foot of the driveway, but the ones that are in the big container with the sasanqua are also in very, very, very well-drained soil. Mm-hmm. And so that they have to have the water, but they can't sit in it. And I think that sometimes in the summer here, we end up with water someplace that we didn't really want it to sit. And oftentimes it's where the zinnias are. But it's still not right for planting. I'm, I'm having to water the edges of the beds to transplant the cornflowers in, working in a little bit of organic matter as I go. And it is, um, it's a project, but it will be pretty. I'll be glad when it happens. I think you'll only see the plants when you come to see me for the bottle tree garden tour in my neighborhood in Fondren here in Jackson in the early part of October the 7th and 8th. Now, what else can you be planting from seed? We talked about poppies last week, and that's a really good choice. I talked to my friend that uh, actually I went back and looked at his notes that he'd given me when we were doing a workshop about putting them into the Jiffy 7s, the little peak pellets and you you water those get them nice and full of themselves because they'll just they'll literally just swell up and then you give yourself the opportunity to put your poppy seeds in there he says yes he does put two or three but when you go to transplant them trim off with scissors don't pull the, the old one don't pull the extras out trim them with scissors that's his tip for today how much do we appreciate taj mahal Thank you, sir. We're going to rock out of here. No, we're not in a break. I made a mistake. I was going to say, I think I'm hearing Taj here. Yeah, I was trying well, to. Well, I knew I wasn't time for I, me to go, no, but so I'll, I'll talk over Taj Mahal all day long. No problem second. with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can, and I'm not going to tell you the stories about the people that I know that played music with Taj Mahal. <laughs> Two different sets. How about that? If you want to plant parsley, go get those seeds today. This is the perfect time, whether you're doing it in a container or whether you're doing it in a flower bed, or if you're doing it maybe even in a vegetable or an herb garden, who knows. But now's the time really to get those going again. I have noticed that my plants that I started a little too soon when it was a little too hot are okay 
But I'm probably going to start some more seeds just to try and make sure that I get plenty. You know, I can't ever have enough parsley. So I have to grow those grow those a little bit more. The, the basil crop. <laughs> the basil crop. The, the sweet basil, I forgot though, that. that is such a – like you said, it is such a spaghetti sauce basil. Yes, it, it really mean, is. So, just rubbing your fingers on it mm-hmm, and smelling that versus mm-hmm. the other, which had a little bit more of a spicier – Yeah, it did. It had more of the licorice um, mm-hmm. flavor to it. And and that's fine. There, I mean, there's no licorice basil, but some of them do have more of that than the others. This particular variety that I started from seed this last round is actually one that is a, a, a big leaf basil. And I think it's done better than I expected it to, so I've pinched all of them, and now they're making even they're making little rounded plants. So that's something else that you'll get to see when you come in October. There are an awful lot of crazy things um, that that we talk about all the time that happen in the garden. I walked into one space yesterday and was taken out. I, I have Smilax. Y'all have Smilax, Greenbrier weed. It's terrible. But I was cutting it down, and literally the spider that whose, whose web included the Smilax was not happy with me, <laughs> came out on the end of that vine and said, what are you doing? So I literally pushed it back, and I, I left it cut. But I went back a couple of hours later doing something else, picking up tools or doing something. And there the spider had literally already grabbed that particular end and put it into everything else. It was really fun. It's a really gnarly-looking web, but I guess it's going to work. I don't know. We'll have to see. Let's talk about scabiosis and delphiniums and larkspur today. Let's consider what to do about those shrubs that never did quite get right this summer after last winter. Let's do that. You want? Let's do that. Call me. Send me a text. Yeah, my name's Nellie Neal, and I'm the Garden Mama. Are you looking for ways to get involved in your community? AARP Mississippi has opportunities for everyone. Whether you like to volunteer with others or work independently, you can volunteer at your own pace on projects that you're passionate about. It's a way to make an impact in your community while also making lifelong friends. To learn more, visit aarp.org slash ms or call 1-866-554-5382. Paid for by AARP. Faster relief you can count on. Back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now, have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit LoseTheLeak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? 
Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we're here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y insurance.com. This is Grant Callen, founder and CEO of Empower Mississippi. This is a big moment for Mississippi. It's election season, and another four-year legislative term is just around the corner. We've made real progress as a state, cutting taxes and improving our education system, yet there's still a lot of work to do to ensure every Mississippian can rise. So come join us for Unleash Mississippi, our third annual policy summit at the two museums in Jackson on September 14th. Get your tickets today at EmpowerMS.org. Super Talk Mississippi Media welcomes Guns N' Roses to the Coast Coliseum in Biloxi, September 20th. It's the biggest rock concert of the year, and we've got your chance to win free tickets with a super upscale hotel stay at Beau Rivage Resort and Casino Biloxi. Plus a stretch limo to get you to and from the show in style. Want to win it? Of course you do. Keep listening to Super Talk for complete details on how you can win this once-in-a-lifetime experience to see Guns N' Roses live. September 20th. Somebody's winning it all, and it could be you. It's Guns N' Roses with Super Talk Mississippi. You can enter to win at Rick's Pro Truck, Divini Equipment in Madison, and at Rapid Tire Exchange in Clinton. Go to supertalk.fm slash GNR for more details. Must be 21 to enter to win. back. I got a really sweet text from a friend of mine this week saying that someone had just brought him three Althea's to plant at someone else's house. He wanted to know what the chances were of doing that right now. I said, water. If someone will water them, otherwise bring the containers, leave the containers at your house, water them until the weather cools off. So obviously it's a little cooler now in the center of Mississippi, which is where they are. But, you know, I don't know that I would plant yet in, if I had a shrub or a tree. I have, in fact, a couple of Adam's needles, you know, great big, the, 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 the perennials, but they're, they're shrubby. And I, they're in, absolutely could run a truck over them and nothing would happen, I don't think, except the truck might get damaged. But I'm determined that I'm going to get them into the ground and yet 
I'm still just waiting. I can do the cornflowers. I can mess with some of these other little seedlings that I've got going. But I just don't think I'm going to put shrubs in quite yet. Something I would do, though, if anybody gave me the chance. By the way, Pam and Sardis, I don't see how, how, how do you even keep the feeder full? With this many hummingbirds, <laughs> this is great. There's three, two feeders, two feeders, maybe another one. And uh, they are, she's right, she says that they're blowing the hibiscus and coleus because they're so busy. But they are, I can see why. This is an energy-generating <laughs> machine she's got. But at any rate, I have been very happy to hear from so many people about the whole notion of bad houses in the last few weeks. And, yes, I do think it's a great addition, particularly if you have... Actually, if you have any reason to put, hang up purple martin houses, I don't have any problem with that either. But bad houses are a really good complement to that. So if you've got a, a place that's high enough for one, you've got a place that's high enough for the other. Might be between trees, might be some sort of poles, might be something you have to build yourself that attaches to the corner of your roof. But if you can get things up high enough, you can really do yourself some good insect control with those two methods. I have to say that, uh, you know, I, I keep telling you how much research is being presented at the fall meeting of the American Chemical Society and how exciting so much of it is for us. Imagine this. Imagine for a moment if you could take the bugs you're trying to get rid of and make the plastics that turn around and biodegrade later using that bug. Now, come on. It's too good of a circle, and I really like it. It's closer to reality. They are presenting the research this fall to explain the progress up to date, which is the isolation, the purification of chemicals derived from insects, and then turning those into plastic. They're able to do it in the lab. They haven't done this out in the field yet, but they're able to do it in the lab. If they can do that, that would mean that the machine that's taking in all of your insects, you know, those those loud, horrible, awful, <laughs> noisy things that work so well, could possibly then turn around and power themselves with the bugs that they're collecting or in turn emit the same chemicals. I mean, there's no telling what they can do with this. It's just such a brilliant idea. The, the chitin is one of the things we talk about all the time when we talk about insects as a Really and truly, the only thing that we're not able to explain quite as as well. There are many of their other parts make a lot more sense, but but why does chitin change the environment for nematodes? That you know we make these uh, materials that we put into the soil when we've been growing tomatoes, and in some cases other of the Solanaceae, to keep the next crop from not having the nematodes. I was a part of a trial for one of those. It worked good. I don't know how expensive that is to do, but we've also used chitin for other issues. Then that makes in turn a, what are you going to do with all those crawfish shells? What are you going to do with all those shrimp shells? What are you going to do with all those crab shells? Well, the chitin in them is a very valuable resource. And in this particular case, it's, it gets us even more. We do all sorts of stuff with that. And now we're going to be looking at it for another part of the process. I like this, um, the, I don't know that much about chitin powders and that kind of thing, but I do know that they're able to make a better, a really much, much better product using this particular process. And I think that's very cool. The natural projects, the natural processes rather, do not lead us this way, but they do tell us that it's going to work when it does. And I'm happy to say that it certainly has. That's very cool. 
Trey has got Trey is on the computer this morning. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I will take that one as a compliment. <laughs> I should look so good in that dress. But anyway, that's another story. The beauty berries. This thing. This beauty berry is so magnificent. I I, I have to tell you that there's also if you don't have room, it's a big shrub. If you don't have room for it. There are smaller ones in that same family that will have these beautiful, just long arms with berries all the way down them. It's just beautiful, beautiful plant and a nice plant the rest of the year, too. Keeps its leaves, has a nice yellow color in the fall before they fall off. It's, it's a nice plant. Good, good one to have around in any case. All right. Talking about planting delphinium and larkspur and scabiosa. This is another case where I might consider trying those peat pellets like my friend does for the poppies because they're easier to plant as an entire thing than they would be to dig out of a flat where you started them or even to transplant them out of a cell pack, okay? So if you have never used these before, give them a try. They're widely available. People use them all the time for all sorts of things, and they really are a a good thing, particularly if you've got a small seed and you want to be able to transplant the whole business, not not just transplant the, the little seedling with two roots hanging off of it. You want to be able to transplant that whole mass. Delphiniums, of course, are related to larkspurs, and we think about seeding larkspur, for example, in Zone 8 in, in October. And usually we see that they might grow a little bit, and then they kind of go down into the mulch for the winter, but when they start back up again, there's a real strong growth. They like that cooler weather. The delphiniums don't like that quite as much. The delphiniums will prefer to be in more of a garden bed, to be transplanted there, and then, yes, to be protected if it's going to be icy. They can take cold weather, but they're like so many other things, they won't do as well if it's actually icy. Scabiosis, I'm not going to set out really until a little bit later than that. So I might start them in, in the, the peat pellets and, and have them ready to go, but I'm probably not going to plant them. I am going to start the sweet peas more close, closer to Thanksgiving. And you know why that is. We want them to be able to grow, but they need cool weather to even grow. So that's a particularly, just a few things, few notes about those particular flowers that you might be interested in. I have another plant that is on my mind this week. That's the perennial hibiscus. A lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot. Several people sent me notes and said their perennial hibiscus, the the lunas, the dinner plates, just didn't bloom very well, even though they had watered them, even though they were in irrigated containers or, or whatever, that it just got too hot. Some of them said they actually had buds and then they collapsed and fell off. Well, that might be water, but it might also be thrips. And it can also be what you soon see as another one of the photographs that you'll be seeing here this morning, which is, in fact, the problem with what we call hibiscus sawflies. Now, you say that it doesn't mean anything to anybody. You're not even likely to see the sawfly. You're not even likely to see the critter. But you're going to see the damage. The first thing you're going to see are blisters on the leaves. And they're going to disappear quickly into just dissolving. There'll be little tan things. They'll, they'll, the whole little section, little, little dotted spaces will then just gather together. And eventually, over about a week or so, all of the tissue is gone and only the skeleton is left. That's why they're called skeletonizing insects. And those, of course, are that the problem then, of course, is that 
the leaves fall off, we forget about them, they overwinter, they stay there, and the next thing you know, we've got them again next year. So the first thing to do is to get the leaves off if they are causing you a problem, you know, if you're having this issue of this insect, and don't compost them, and, and don't even just, you know, just get them out of your garden, throw them away if you have a burn pile, burn them, but don't put them into your compost. And don't let them stay in the rows around your plants because they'll become a little nest and you don't need that. And the other piece of it, of course, is that once you get those leaves taken off, get the mulcher out from around, you know, just make sure you got all that old debris from around the area. Then, yeah, I'm going to spray probably because this is really kind of prime time for these critters. I'm probably going to spray. You can use a spinosad. You can, there's, there's other things you can use. Insecticidal soap will work as well if you can do it at eight day intervals. And so that's really a, the biggest piece of the puzzle is to see the damage, recognize what did it, and then address it. Sometimes we have the unfortunate reaction. It's like a fly swatter. Okay, everything looks like a fly if all you have is a fly swatter. So I, I really do think that there are a lot of things that we need to do, need to pay a little bit more attention about. <laughs> oh, Trey, that's right by the woods. That's beautiful. That looks really great. Robert in Ripley, welcome in. What's going on today? Well, I'm wondering uh, if there are flowers that can be planted this time of year. I know nothing about that. Yes, sir. What your list is. All right. Corn flowers, the ones that some people call bachelor buttons, but it's a little blue flower with a, you know, real dense color, real mm-hmm. bright color. Corn flowers are the probably the top of the list. We plant poppies at this time of the year, usually the Shirley poppies or um, some of the wilder poppies. Not as much the Icelands, but some people will actually plant those. But the poppies can go in now. And I'm also in favor of getting ready for the larkspurs and and nigella, but I'm not going to plant them quite yet. I want to make sure I've got my seeds and maybe start those before I put them out. But I'm going right now, I'm doing cornflowers and poppies all over the place. Okay, do they, when do they flower? Some will flower. Some will flower before the end of this year, like after Thanksgiving, because they're only sixty or so days to bloom. But oftentimes uh-huh. they'll oftentimes they'll just linger and go right through and bloom again in the spring, or they won't bloom until spring. It just depends on the year. I see. Keep them mulch. Okay. Keep them watered. Fertilize once a month if if it's not freezing. Well, it can be freezing, but if it's not, you know, icing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like pansies. You know, the pansies will look really terrible for a couple of weeks and then they come right back. And so we we have that. These things have that reaction, too. When when do you plant pansies, by the way? Pansies are going to go into the ground in October or into containers. So if you if you haven't started the seed yet for those and snapdragons, hurry up and or or go ahead and plant them where you're going to grow them. And they might they might make it, but they're usually better done as a transplant. Okay. Okay. Great. Good. I can't wait to see the pictures. (laughs) Thanks, Robert. All right. Thanks. Take care. That's great. He's going to have a beautiful garden. Yeah, today must be Beautyberry Day. That's great. I do love that plant. It's one of the best. One of the very, very best. I have so many. There there are days when the, the load of news brings me all stories about how to be better humans. Got quite a stack of those. Also about ways that that physics is just crazy stuff. Um, the perhaps though my very favorite one today 
Hardly ever are there stories with bubble in the headline twice. (laughs) That never happens. So today I'm going to tell you about the immense bubble, 820 million years from Earth. This is just, I don't even know how they make these decisions, but this is so cool that, you know, University of Hawaii um, at, at Manoa is is one of the most wonderful observatories. When you have that kind of place to see things, you obviously have to look. And as human beings, we're always trying to do that. They were not looking for this particular bubble of galaxies. In the Astrophysical Journal, they're they're letting us know about the massive structures, which are, in fact, predicted in the cosmology of the Big Bang Theory, all right? Because there are three-dimensional ripples in the origins of the universe by their calculations in one thing and another, which are, for those of you who know these things, I didn't, are are called Barian Acoustic Oscillations. I'd seen BAO, but I'd never known what that meant. So there it is. They weren't looking for it, they said. That's the first thing. Don't you love that? These guys, these women, men, whatever, full-time scientist people staring out into the night skies, recording everything that the telescope sees and then studying it, and they weren't even looking for this. It is so huge it spills to the edges of the sector of the sky they were analyzing. This is this is where the word vast comes in, all right? This is really incredible. And what they are saying is that it is bubble data. This is uh, the largest compilation of precise distances to galaxies is what allowed them to coordinate and to be able to calculate this. It is 820 million light years from Earth, and it is a fossil-like remnant from the birth of the universe. And you thought the Big Bang Theory was just a TV show. Hmm. All right, now, more bubbles, but these are in glaciers. What do you think about that? Your calls, your texts... Your garden, right here, right now. Stick around. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601-824-0074. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today. 6 601- A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Ream, the new degree of comfort. Don't blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters. Call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors, 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan. Townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. Jamie Creel, Shelter Insurance. Come see why we're more than just an agent. Proudly serving the Jackson metro area and the great state of Mississippi. Give us a call at 601-992-6000. Welcome in. We got a lot to talk about today. I gotta say though, it's really hard to get away from those horns. That's a really good tune. <laughs> yes, yes, Bonnie and Delaney. Yes, yes. We go forty seconds and we stop. Nobody gets mad at us. The white flower that you may see on Superdoc.tv is a white version of the Mexican petunia, the Ruelia. Yes, I have the purple one. And yes, the hummingbirds do seem to prefer the purple one over the white one, but I don't know that 
that you know it may just be where they're located in the garden i don't know um it's a nice it's a nice plant let's put it that way and if you water it it's going to bloom (laughs) and the way i've got your pictures coming out you're dealing blackjack pictures basically you know you got the side swipe coming right out of your left arm (laughs) tried to be at least a little see that's the hibiscus that's that's the first step that happens to that poor hibiscus that's our friend the tomato hornworm if you have them you know but if you haven't ever seen them come on over <laughs> Take a look. <laughs> they're funny. They they will pick their head up and look at you like they're going to do something to you. Only they're not big enough to do anything to you. So, no, I don't want to. Well, okay, yes, I have done that. Clip the little the little the branch off that still has it on it and go and bring it to someone that particularly doesn't like things like that. <laughs> Be a lot of fun. Oh dear. Bursting air bubbles, my friends. See, I told you there was more bubbles. And yes, I do know that from time to time, I'm, I say one thing and don't necessarily do that thing. But today, I'm following through with bubbles. Oregon State University had had a real problem, a real poser that they were trying to understand. How come we all understand that the glaciers are melting and that we, we see that fall-off part where they hit the ocean and whatnot. And the question is, how come those melt faster? What's, is it, it, was it the water hitting the water? No, the water's just as cold. What, what's, what were the deals? Some pressure? No. Turns out the reason that glaciers that terminate at the sea are retreating at unprecedented rates is actually because of the bursting of teeny tiny bubbles that are highly pressurized, but they're under the ice. In other words, so the ice is on top. The ice is frozen on top of these things. And when they melt, reporting in Nature Geoscience, this is pockets of pressurized air melts. These particular ices melt much more quickly. This is what leads you to wonder, so is that why when we make ice, everybody tells you to to let the whatever the situation is, it needs to tamp down so you don't get bubbles in in the ice itself. Yes, it's not just for sculpture. It's not just because, it's because the ice will melt faster. And if you're trying to not do that, if you wanted to do that, then you make smaller pieces and you let them have the bubbles. But otherwise, you don't. So in this particular case, how come we didn't figure that out since we all know about it in a glass of lemonade? I don't know. However. They have been working on this, trying to explain the difference between the observed and the predicted rates of melting. There, it's actually the, the buoyancy and the explosive nature of those bubbles actually are what sends this whole business into its, its spin. And in fact, the ocean itself changes because the melting's going on and increases the melting. So the whole thing is, is incredible. It's the, the tiny bubbles pay a bigger role play a bigger role than anybody would have thought in that something the things you can study in this world oh my goodness really really good question how come how come some herbs taste better than others and in the the case of the basils it, it is the same variety just the different plants have a little bit of a different cast to them in general, though, when we're talking about growing herbs, it is a, a it's a plant that really does prefer what would be called a poor soil. That is to say, one that's not overly rich. If you're a person who likes to add in peat mosses and lots of compost and all those things, leave that out when you're putting 
soil together for your herbs. Doesn't have to be crummy. Doesn't have to be like the soil down at the foot of my driveway that's where the zinnias can grow because they actually like crummy soil. But they need, it needs to be a little bit less rich than, say, if you were trying to grow tomatoes. Tomatoes are going to take every bit of nutrition out of whatever you grow them in, so you got to really pack it in there. The herbs, not so much. We want them to have access to certainly what they need, but not too much of it. When we want to understand that we're trying to always keep the aromatic content of the leaves or the herbs up, okay? That's why there's everything from no more than half a day of sun so they don't get bleached out, only a moderate amount of water so that the oils stay concentrated, Make sure you're continuing those low nitrogen levels. Don't, don't over-fertilize and don't over-fertilize with high nitrogen products. And yes, avoiding pesticides does help too, but the good drainage goes right back around to it. All of those things. And then harvest water in the evening and harvest the herbs in the morning is what I, I hear from people who grow them professionally is the best way to approach making sure you're getting all you need out of those. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> Brenda, we were talking about you this morning. Said, I've got that one night blooming serious flower. And yes, I had to move the plants around in order to get the thing where the, because all the branches were just all over the place. Yeah, Brenda's is going to eat the house. <laughs> she trimmed all the tall pieces, stuck it in an old pot in the yard right at the porch. Now they're all growing. Yeah, they really are. Oh, my goodness. Even the ones that are on the ground are starting to root. <laughs> There's not a good answer for this. We, we need a greenhouse like right here in front of your house <laughs> to keep them all winter. It's going to be a challenge. If you don't have a sunroom that's big enough, if you can't enclose your porch, which I hope you can do, you're still going to have all of these. I I have to tell you, I would, I would be tempted to start potting up all these things that have rooted and find a market for them somewhere because there's always people that are interested in night blooming serious. But um, I, as far as getting them in the house, this is going to be a challenge. I say sell the furniture. I mean, you're clearly going to have to make room for them in the living room or someplace where there's a nice, bright, bright opportunity to, for them to keep growing because they don't grow that much in the winter. They just keep they keep their size and their shape, and you can't really cut them way back, or you have to start the growing process over again the next year. She has done some beautiful trimming. These are gorgeous. They're even prettier than they were earlier in the summer in terms of the plants. That's just beautiful. I wish I had a solution, but I have to say I think you're in the market. <laughs> I think you're going into the serious market here. Really cool. Beautiful. Thanks for showing me that, Brenda. That makes me feel good. <laughs> mine, mine are all over the place, but yours are prettier. <laughs> Definitely. I did not. Here's a, here's a term I did not know. The aryl hydrocarbon receptor. Now, why didn't I know about this? It's a protein found at the barrier sites in your body, like the guts and the lungs. Okay, this is an important thing. Natural molecules in our friends, the cruciferous vegetables, you know, kale, collards, our our friends, broccoli, cabbage, are actually, they are, they activate the AHRs, that is to say they're stimulants to it, to target a whole bunch of genes. This means it's good for you, okay? That means, in other words, we need to get these things to keep going. It's a protein, and it's something that works towards benefiting your immune system. So I think that's a good idea and a good tip to have. We're eating, 
when when your mama said eat more vegetables, she meant it. She wanted you to make sure that you lived long and prospered. And in my mother's case, there was a whole backyard full of them, so we better eat them. So <laughs> that's what we did. Wonder why we didn't make tofu. Well, we'll talk about that another day. Stick around and carry on. Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy for everyone. Propane. If you'd like to improve the quality of life for residents of all ages, AARP Mississippi urges you to volunteer. Through advocacy, outreach, a speaker's bureau, a phone team, events, and service, you can share your wisdom, benefit from training and education, enjoy challenges, meet new people, and know that you're making a difference. To learn more, visit aarp.org slash ms or call 1-866-554-5382. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to Orchard Retirement. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Like many rural hospitals across Mississippi, the Greenwood LaFleur Hospital has had its fair share of financial struggles. Greenwood Mayor Carolyn McAdams says the hospital is hoping to become a critical access destination, which would result in higher reimbursements by Medicare. I don't know when that decision will be made. Um, Hopefully it will be made before the end of the year. They have made some cuts, most recently shuttering the labor and delivery department and intensive care unit. We still have ER, we have OR, we have inpatient, outpatient, cancer care, the wound care, general and vascular surgery, orthopedic surgery, podiatry clinic, the neurologist clinic, cardiology clinic, and the Edabena clinic. 
Vista Hospital is co-owned by the city and county who have completed a request for proposal to see if someone is interested in buying or leasing the medical facility. We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me. Yes, me. Depend on public benefits for health care, food, and housing. To receive these benefits, I cannot have more than $2,000 in my name. With able, I can save for my future without losing my much-needed benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before, but now I am able. Visit MississippiAble.com to get started. Some Americans have started to question the wisdom of sending billions in aid to Ukraine when there are so many needs in our own country. Secretary of State Antony Blinken downplayed concerns that American backing may be waning, announcing a new package of assistance worth more than a billion dollars late Wednesday. Glenn Antizzo, the associate professor of political science at Mississippi College, touched on the fact that Ukrainian officials have been busted buying mansions, luxury cars, and lavish vacations. I mean, it's a supremely bad look to, you know, when your country is in an existential conflict, yeah. to be taking a vacation somewhere. I, I, mean, I can't even begin to imagine Winston Churchill going down to the British Virgin Islands, you know, while Hitler is pounding uh, London. So, uh really bad. Blinken said they're assisting the Ukrainian government on anti-corruption efforts. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The Ole Miss Rebels traveled to New Orleans to take on the Tulane Green Wave, the first trip to New Orleans to take on Tulane since 2012 for the Rebels. They currently have a 12-game winning streak against Tulane. Kickoff is set for 2.30 in New Orleans. 12.30 is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. Mississippi State, meanwhile, takes on the Arizona Wildcats for the second time. This will be the first meeting in Starkville. They met last year in Tucson with the Bulldogs winning 39-17. to Kickoff is set for 6.30 at Davis Wade Stadium, 4.30 their time on the MSU Football Network. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will take on the Florida State Seminoles in Tallahassee at Bobby Bowden Field and Doak Walker Stadium, the first trip to Tallahassee for the Golden Eagles since 1996, a game won by Florida State that year. Kickoff is set for 7.30, our time in Tallahassee. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director at the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency works to help those we serve prepare for today and also plan for the future. One way we do that is through the Mississippi ABLE program. This program provides the opportunity for individuals with disabilities to invest their money in tax-advantaged accounts without the fear of losing public benefits. You can learn more or sign up by visiting MississippiABLE.com. That's MississippiABLE.com. We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. 
We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Tomorrow is the first full Sunday of the NFL season, week one. All these games starting at noon. Carolina is at Atlanta. Arizona at Washington. Cincinnati Bengals at Cleveland. Play the Browns. Houston at Baltimore. Jacksonville will be at Indianapolis. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay will take on Minnesota at Minnesota. And then also at noon is Tennessee Titans take on the Saints in New Orleans. The 325 games, Green Bay at Chicago, the Rams at Seattle, the Raiders taking on Denver and Denver and Miami at Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Philadelphia takes on New England. Sunday night is Dallas versus the Giants. And then on Monday, 9-11, it's an all-New York matchup. The Buffalo Bills take on the New York Jets on Monday, 9-11. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. What you doing? What's going on? Did your lawn go brown in the heat? You know, has that shrub decided it needed to keep on growing or did it stop last spring and never start up again? There's so many things to talk about. That's why we get together on Saturdays to talk about gardening on the weekend, to be together and have that opportunity to celebrate things like, oh, I don't know, today is National When Pigs Fly Day, so who knows what can happen. <laughs> it's also National Box Wine Day. Those two things may have something to do with each other. I'm not sure. No, there was, it was National Cheese Pizza Day the other day See? and National Get Rid of Cellulite Day. <laughs> Those do not go together. You encourage sure. poor behavior there. There's two things working against Don't each other. Don't say anything bad about cheese pizza. That's my lifeline. Oh, I love cheese pizza. I had to go by my sister's yesterday. It was my niece's birthday. Happy birthday, Anna Ryan, a day Fun. late. Uh, she's 13 now. Oh, that's and exciting. Man, yeah, she's not, you know, you're not a 12 year old anymore. You're 13. No, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and she's awesome on top of that. But they had a cheese pizza that they had picked up from Little Caesars the day before. And my sister kept saying, hey, because they're all going out of town and everybody's going and doing stuff, you know. She goes, hey, take, take the pizza if you want it. And I opened it up and I looked at it and I said, but when did you get this thing? She goes, oh, yesterday. I'm like, oh, you've just had it sitting out. It's I'm just not, been laying you know, around. It's got that no, no, sweat no, no, on no. it. You know, no, 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 no. No, I can't. And I like a Little Caesars, but I mean a pizza. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. any pizza that's been sitting, been sitting around, around yeah, like, no. It's been 70 degrees, you know, doors so, in and out. I'm yeah. like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good on that. But you, she goes, you sure? You sure you don't want? And then they had the ice cream cake, which is always a positive. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That that brings the best out in Those everybody. Those are the best. Yeah. Yeah. And I, hey, I'm not trying to pump one type of ice cream cake over another but Uh-oh. he's but got D- a favorite but, D- y'all. but dq had you know, that was always <laughs> to me that the, the 
the pinnacle of the mountain, you know, was the Dairy Queen. I, I got I got to go. I got to go Baskin Robbins. I'm sorry. No, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Baskin Robbins have to be like a you got a one A and a one B, and they're probably interchangeable. Probably. So go get your. Ice I don't think cream we're going. I don't think any of us are going to turn them down. No, no, and, and it, the weather's about to change. So get your ice this cream while you can't go sit done. out in the garden. Absolutely. Because you can finally sit out in the yeah, garden. That's what I'm saying. Go enjoy it. It won't melt in your lap. <laughs> After 8 you know, o'clock in the you morning. You can get to an ice cream sandwich without it being in your lap. But I want to take one moment to say yes. uh, how much uh, we appreciate all of y'all going out to the Super Talk website, going out to the yes. app, taking a peek at the things that we're doing there. Because we have a lot of very talented people that are working hard to bring you better products every day in terms of content and accessibility. And it really takes just a second. Once you do it, you get to go out there and see beautiful Nellie Neal, the Garden Mama. <laughs> you get to see Flower Shirt Friday. Uh, you know, so there's so many. All of these fun yeah, things. Yeah, 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 so many great things. And and uh, and really the, the demand content. And, you know, Friday nights having the opportunity to see and yes. tune in. And then Saturdays being able to, you know, participate more with seeing what's going on with photos. And we really appreciate you sending those things in. Absolutely. The listeners, I mean, that's what it's all about. And I know Garden Mama, I, I echo your feelings on this and that's hey keep keep tuning in keep getting out there and and uh, hitting the digital side and seeing what we have to offer because there will be more well the, here's the thing i grew up with a radio in my window and listened to radio all over the country as many places as i could get wolfman jack even okay on a good night from del rio texas and chicago at times and of course always um uh, in, in KAAY in in Arkansas with with theater and whatnot, but I got to tell you, since we've landed ourselves into the digital age, I like being able to listen to what I want to listen to when I want to listen to it. You may want to listen to me today, but you may have something else going on, or the phone rings, or something else happens. You can just go pull this up and hear me again. You can see me again, for heaven's sakes. But that's it's that way with all of our news, all of our media, and all of our opportunities. We want you here in real time, right here on the radio. But we recognize that this is a new world, and we like it. So come on. <laughs> there's there's no foot dragging here. We're, we're trying our best to get everything into your hands, every opportunity. That's right. And, and it gives you also an opportunity to explore different things that we can't do on terrestrial sure. radio. Which, sure. You know, we have such a wonderful reach and a statewide through radio. And you can hear us even in the outskirts of, uh, of other states. I know we've yes. had texts. Yes. Um, at the same time, you can hear us globally. Yes. In real time on the uh, digital and I should say good morning to Portland today, yeah, by the good way. Good morning, Portland. Good morning, <laughs> Japan. Good, good. Uh, but, you know, talking about orchids and, you know, all that. Yes. And, that, that doesn't mean that orchids are just important right here. You know, every, the exactly. people love them everywhere. And, exactly. And that's one thing we want to do is try to reach out as much as we possibly can. So if you guys are out there and you see content you like, tag it. Mm-hmm. Help us mm-hmm. get the word out to, really? you know, outside really? of the uh, – the comfort zone of what the state is and our digital side is going to reach out further. So thank you and your help as well in, in reaching our goals, and that's growth. We want to we want to get our content in the hands. And, and yes, and for those so of y'all, people. I can hear y'all right now saying, now she should thank Lance for kicking her in the you-know-what.
what and getting her to do all of this. <laughs> well, and it's, so. it allows us to uh, really engage the people that listen so much more. Yeah. And that's our goal is to know you, that you. We want to – we love having the pictures. I know Nellie gets a great kick out of it, and it's uh, stimulated her to get out and take pictures and do video. And so it, it becomes a, kind of a uh, – it builds on itself. And, yes. and that's where we're going with this. So, so thank now, you. Now, Rhonda wins – this is and I, I'm, I'm going to say I think this is Scarlett O'Hara, but I don't actually know that. But this is one of the most beautiful Ooh, red wow. morning glories that you're going to see. Yeah, That's I'm just that up just gorgeous, second. gorgeous, gorgeous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's beautiful. Now, everybody overlooks ornamental grasses. Okay, I have a patch in my back garden right now that has seeded itself to everywhere, and it. I cut the flowers off. I mean, I, I try to keep them from going anywhere else because they literally are like chives. They'll come up everywhere. But guess what? In recent years, we are learning more and more about their ability the, the, to capture carbon, to hold things together, and, in fact, to do what we have always said plants do just in a different way. We've always said plants soften the view plants are great air cleaners and now we know that they're not only great air cleaners they're great carbon sequesterers and in fact this particular bit of stuff shows that in addition to trees guess what the grasses are almost as efficient so okay i got my very first miscanthus ornamental fountain grass because someone was kind enough to give it to me she dropped it in my front yard, and I never moved it. It's still there, okay? Literally, we did not plant it. <laughs> I was going to pick it up and move it somewhere else, and I didn't. It took root, and off it went. So now it's all over my property in different places. But the little one that reseeds really rampantly, I actually intended and got. It's one called Little Bunny. It's cute as it can be. It has really, really soft flowers. But the point of this is that this kind of thick, ground-covering, ornamental grass is working as hard for you. So make a place for it. Make a place for the tall ones. Make a place for the striped ones. Make a place for the short ones. And if you have a whole lot of room and you don't like your neighbors, plant pampas grass, okay, because it is gnarly, mean stuff. If anybody ever offers you a job cutting down their pampas grass, tell them, thank you, you would rather not. And I don't care how much they're offering. I'm serious. This is one of the meanest grasses to cut down. That's, of course, I'm not serious. Obviously, if I have the machine and you're going to pay me the money, I'm going to come do it. But it's a beautiful plant. And it is so dramatic. But those plumes, those flower plumes, are huge. They're as tall as a young child, you know. They'll be three, four feet tall, just the flower part. Really beautiful plants. But you got to have room for them, and you literally have to have nobody wanting to walk by them. Doesn't that look beautiful? Oh, my goodness, Rhonda, that's gorgeous. Today, this is the color. Today's color is fuchsia. Yeah, today is purple day. <laughs> today is purple and it. beautyberry. <laughs> Morning glories day. That's lovely. So think about it. When you're adding to your landscape, ornamental grasses are not just there because they literally take, you know, they, they, they take up space and keep you from having to buy another shrub and they look a little different. They actually have a much bigger role to play. It, tree cover, for example, increasing across tropical savannas has not always helped because it keeps the rainfall from getting to the ground level and that's where the grasses really really play their biggest part because they're obviously they're going to take up their water but they're also going to leave some for the other things even whether it's clay soil or a better soil 
So that's really cool. Really, really nice. What in the world are you going to do next? Now, someone down the street, I was, I went to the grocery store and this person who was down the street from me said, okay, your lawn was brown in the middle and now it's not. And of course I said to myself, you know, people in my neighborhood look a lot. <laughs> they do pay attention to these things. But it's true. It was. I had not put the sprinkler in the very center of the lawn until last week. I kept thinking it would at least rain enough to to green that back up. But because I water the bed and the water gets to the edges of it, then the edges of the whole thing are, are looking better than the center. So I did water it. And when I said to her, it's just water, she looked at me and turned around and walked off as if I was, you know how you ask a chef what's in the soup? And they tell you things you know are not true because you just tasted it and that wasn't in it. Or they tell you all but one ingredient. Well, that's how how I felt I was being regarded, was that I wouldn't tell her the truth. It's just the water. Your lawn wants to grow, but unless you're scalping it by mowing it so low that it can't grow, that's all you're trying to do is give it some water so it can. And, yes, I think you should. I I, I don't usually think watering lawns is necessarily important. And sometimes it's really counterproductive because you end up with the grass is overwatered, so it has to be mowed more often. But then you turn around and that wet soil has real big benefits, for instance, for our friends, the dollar weeds and the other other weeds that like wet soils or can tolerate wet soils. But the thing about this this time of year in the lawn is that we're trying to get it ready to go into its dormancy. And I don't think you want it to be entirely dormant right this minute. If it's already brown, there's nothing to do. But if it's still struggling and trying to grow a little bit and you're still mowing, which you probably are, go ahead and give it a little bit of water now. I'm I'm laying off of fertilizer, but I want you to go ahead and give it a little bit of water, okay? I think this is one of the more, I don't know, today, by the way, Today is German language day also, and I don't know any German to, to share with you except my friends' names and a, a couple of really unpleasant curses, so I'm not going to do that for you. But I have to tell you that if you are interested in science and you're kind enough to listen to this program and be tickled by some of these research stories that I run into and just have to talk about, you might want to think about studying a little bit of German because a lot of that resource material is is in German, and fortunately, I'm able to read other people have have already gotten into it. I'm not going deep enough into it to get back to the German because I can't read German. But there have been days when I wished I could. Ah, the Schulhausen, Fräulein, the Schulhausen. <laughs> da. Ah. <laughs> Give you that one. Washington School University, Washington University School of Medicine. My goodness. Talking about chitin in the last hour, and I forgot until it got to the to the top of the this hour that I had another story about chitin in my stack today, because it's so rare. It's one of the coolest things in the world, but we don't hear enough about it. We don't necessarily, we don't necessarily, but sometimes we do. We don't necessarily always even know what to do with it. I've had people ask me if they could grind it up and put it in their garden, if they can, you know, what all you, and there's all kind of things you can do. But how are you going to really put this stuff to work as we understand 
our seafood industries are increasing, our crustacean industries are increasing. There's more and more shell material, more and more chitin to be dealt with. And that's part of why now we we no longer just see it listed as shellfish chitin. We now see it listed as dietary fiber chitin. (laughs) So it's another, a different point of view. The good news is these rich sources of dietary fiber chitin crustaceans, the insects we were talking about before, and yes, my favorite, mushrooms, yes indeed, are all rich sources of this. And in fact, I've never watched Survivor, but I do understand that eating insects was part of there, is always part of that particular thing, not necessarily appreciated by everybody. I, on the other hand, think crickets are pretty fine. I have no, you know, it's a crunchy thing. It's okay with me. But how do we uh, how do we put all this together into something that makes some sense so that the Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis would want to study it? Well, what they did was they found that the digestion of chitin, which of course is basically the exoskeleton of insects, but it's also mushrooms, crustacean shells, does engage the immune system. They don't know the mechanism yet, but they were able to understand that it is linked enough to be attached to less weight gain, reduced body fat, and can we all say hallelujah, resistance to obesity. Come on. We need this. So I say we need more chitin. It's being published in science. This is not junk news, all right? This is really, really important. There are, they've been studying about chitin digestion, and what they have found is that it depends on the host's own chitin reservoirs. In other words, we have to stimulate it in order to stimulate it in this case. And that's not going to be that difficult to do. People on Survivor got through it. I'm sure we'll all be able to figure it out, too. John's in Amory. Hey, Johnny, what's going on? He has got um, an elevated tomato bed to prevent black spot and other funguses in the off-season. Oh, that's a really good question. What you're trying to do is control the amount of fungus that can live in that soil we we saw this up for example on the east coast when for the first time they had a bad year for blight and realized that it was in their soil so it was like suddenly they were all shocked we're all like down here yeah we have blight all the time so what well they they did some things and they did some research as well so we did find out that yes you can particularly in the case where you have had the problem, you're obviously going to get everything out of the area. You're going to get it nice and clean, turn everything under that is there that is clean, and then, yes, you're going to drench the whole business with a fungicide. I would probably do it twice. I would do it now, and then I would do it again right maybe two weeks before you're going to plant in the springtime. Um, it there's there The best part is good air circulation and something that's going to be a little bit of an inoculation against the fungus disease. Now, when it comes time to plant, remember that air the air circulation around the plants is important, so don't crowd them up. And also, if that soil doesn't drain really well, you can fix that now, too. Let me know if you need anything else, Johnny. Thanks for texting in from Amory. Yeah, they call me crazy mama, and sometimes they're right.
Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. Football season is here, and Jersey Mike's in Madison would like to celebrate with you. From hand-sliced cold cuts to mouth-watering cheesesteaks made to order with gluten-free and veggie options, too. Stop in and see why we're a sub above the rest. To celebrate the season, we invite all Madison Central Jag students to come by the Madison store and receive 15% off on Mondays and Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Choose the winning team with Jersey Mike's Madison, and now with locations in Flowood and Gluckstadt, too. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. 
let go of that one. <laughs> Thank you. There he is. What fun. Yes, indeed. Most species are rare, friends. Did you know that? But not very rare. I love this particular study because it points up the difficulty of studying things like this. More than 100 years of observations. First of all, the problem is so many things happen in that 100 years that you can observe something, make every note, take it all. Think about the Lewis and Clark expedition. By the time they wrote all that stuff down, it had already begun to change as people began to come along behind them and either plant things or cut things down or start over again or hunt or whatever they were doing. So we're trying to figure out how these how how the biodiversity of the world actually fits together and what is what is rare and what's not and how do humans affect it and how does the environment affect it. Well, that's a pretty big task. So I'm happy to know that the the researchers have managed to download all this 100 years of data into 39 species groups, birds, insects, mammals and then They compiled the respective global species abundance distribution, the GSAD. There's always an acronym, isn't there? So what they're trying to say is there are universal patterns that they can see once a species is established and is is distributed to a certain extent. It has an, an, an integrity to it and a numbers that they can relate to. Then it turns right round, though, and as humans begin to either use the plant, not like the plant, make the plant more more rare or less rare, they have to take those things into consideration. So at, you always love it when a young researcher says, we still have a long way to go, unquote. That means that they're going to be doing this for the next, oh, I don't know, 30-year career probably. There is importance to finding out this information, though, and I do believe that that's what they're after. They're actually trying to understand the universal pattern but also the way that it is impacted. We want to know how how come there are only a very few things that are actually that rare in nature. And if we go to say, are we going to make them unrare? You know, we're, not, we're going to start propagating them and moving them around. How much impact does that actually have on the species? So it's going to be interesting. But I love that they're doing this. Um, it's a, Again, it's a case where if I knew how to read German, I could probably read it better because it is the German Center for Integrative Biodiversity Research. And and believe me, the acronym does not say that. The acronym's in German. Ah, I don't speak German. Strusel, that's about we go. Strudel, toaster strudel. Um, (laughs) Andrea, Andrea, I'm not doing it. I didn't do it. I'm only doing Wordle. I fell off the edge of Wordle this week, had my first, um, the only the second time I've ended my streak in like a year, and that was terrible. So, no, I don't know. I have to, I, I will get to it, though, I, like I need another game. Yeah, I, I can tell you're using a lot of 50-cent words this week in place of your $5 words. So what was going on there? Now I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm playing. It's I'm just playing. terrible. That five, that, the, those five letters are um, were, were a challenge this week. If you don't play Wordle, this means nothing to you, but you can just listen to me be painful and whine here for a moment. There's a thing called iteration in this world, and it means that it, I think it's how come if you're, everybody in your family's name starts with R, your mother's likely to say, 
Robert Rhino Richard, you know, you can't get the right one. You got and so if they all start with R. So in Wordle, if you know that R is the first word, you know how many five letter words there are that start with R? And then each time you do it, of course, you eliminate four more letters and then four more letters because <laughs> you can't seem to get into the right rhythm with it. There's a lot of strategy to it. I don't play the strategy. Other people other people have particular ones that they begin with. I can't see a thing. Tell me what's there. <laughs> Tell me who's here. Well, we have Miss Faye in West Point hey, on the horn. And she, they, they had this, a huge game against Noxaby County they won last ah. night. And she's got to talk to you about Amaryllis. So. Hey, Faye. What's going on? Hey, how are you this morning? Really good. Thank I you. I you uh, back in the summer and ask a question, and so I'm going to ask the same question again. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine's uh, mother uh, passed away, and she had millions of Amaryllis. Mm. So she told me that I could come over and get some because they were going to sell the house. Mm-hmm. So I went over the other day, and I thought, okay, I'm going to just pull one of these up and see how easy it is to come out of the ground. I thought, the ground's hard. I'm not going to be able to do it. I stood there, and within probably five minutes, I pulled up 36 amarillo. Oh, that's wonderful. The bulb is about the size of a small orange. Mm-hmm. They just let go. That's great. Yeah, the um, the green, the leaf part of it, because uh, they had died back during the summer, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, during the uh, whenever, but the leaf part of it had come back out of the ground, and most of them were about, I'm going to say, um, 8 to 10 inches tall. That's wonderful. Beautiful green, just like they were had come out and was fixing to bloom, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. they got big enough. What do I do with these bulbs now? Do you, plant have, them, do you have a place to them. put them? Yeah, do you have a place to plant yes, them? Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and do that. I probably wouldn't do it today, but uh, as things cool off just a little bit, they don't need any attention. They're going. The, the main thing that would hurt them at this point is that they would get wet because they might get soft spots and then they would not be good for you later. Yeah. So okay. plant well, them, plant them, them as you, plant them as you I'm, can. I'm, I'm, I'm but since they only have one or two leaves on them, they're not going to transplant shock very much. Just be sure your soil is well-drained. Plant them, and okay. we're, we're going to all be jealous and want to see the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's going to be yeah, gorgeous. I'm fixing to go back and get some more. They were so simple. I couldn't believe how easy they came out of the ground. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, that, means that, the, that means that the soil is well-drained. There was a little bit of rain up y'all's way that, that helped with that. But it's also yes. true that at this point in the year, the, the the amaryllis are not in their fastest growth point, so they're not going to be as deeply hanging on to things as they would be, say, if you got them in bloom. Okay. All right. Now, tell me, how do I take care of these amaryllis? I mean, once I get them in the ground and then next year when they start coming out again, mm-hmm. what do I fertilize them with what? You can, you can fertilize them with whatever you feed other flowers with or other bulbs, and you know, cannas or daffodils okay. or anything. Yeah. They're, they're okay. not real All picky, right. but they will. The, the biggest issue in terms of planting them is making sure that they're not deeper than they were in the soil. Or if they okay. are deeper, only a teeny little bit. But you also want to okay. make sure that, that you don't over mulch them because that can cause them to sink in that first year and then they won't be able to bloom. Okay, all right, because this this lady had, I can't tell you how many, and she never did anything to them. Well, and after you get them established, you won't have to either. 
Yeah, but I mean, they were absolutely mm-hmm. just, just a solid. What a wonderful of, legacy, uh, and how kind of her daughter to to let a gardener have them. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate your time, and thank you, I love Faye. your show. Take care. Thank you very, you very go. much. I'm telling you, that's going to be a video for the ages. That is so fun. The the thing about amaryllis, we do love them because they're almost carefree. And, in fact, I think really crowding or sinking is going to be the only things that are going to slow you down. If you put the bulbs too close together and then it gets real wet, they will get a rot between the bulbs in the bulbs, and that's a that's a big problem. But otherwise, they're they're going to be just lovely. They can take full sun. They can take morning sun. Um, amaryllis are one of our really good ones. I noticed that the bulbs that I planted, a friend gave me this summer, have come up, and I'm I'm thinking they're gonna they look just about the same way that hers do. That she's she's about to get out of that wonderful garden. How sweet! That's lovely. Really, really nice. Well, I have to say, I am not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent sure about this. I feel like I'm reading a joke when I looked at this. I read this. I had to go back and read it twice. And even so, I still feel like it's kind of a joke. First of all, who knew that the beavers had made it to the Arctic? Well, it makes sense. It's you know we understand it's just changing conditions enough that. Polar bears are floating on ice islands where they didn't do that before. And we have several plant materials that we've never seen in the tundra that are that are now there. So we are seeing some changes that are bringing us there. But from our friends at the University of Alaska at Fairbanks, hello, Jeff, the, the climate-driven advance of beavers. I can't believe that I'm saying this, but it's true. It's what's happened. The beavers are taking over the tundra. Those of you who've been listening for a while know that I'm really crazy about the angry beavers because I think it's one of the funniest stories that, you know, they got mad because mama threw them out. Well, that's, you know, it's kind of typical stuff. Guess what? They've all moved to the Arctic. They are the the problems here (laughs) that they're really worried about in Fairbanks are that they work very, very hard. And as a result, they release a whole lot of methane. Can you get where this is going? What we found that there are a lot of methane hotspots right next to the ponds, and they sort of diminish as you go away from the pond because the beavers were making their dams there. Oh, my goodness. Long-term implications? They don't know. They're too, they're just taking the temperature and watching the beavers because they don't know yet what's going to happen. <laughs> Pretty crazy. I didn't, I, that's a whole new subject. Y'all who have the, the beavers that you're in your places is really something. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. There, this is not unusual at this particular time, my dear friend, Shaxon Biloxi. And this is, um, roses are dropping some leaves. If you don't see any insects doing the damage, in other words, if you go and look and you see that the leaves have chunks bitten out of them, you might be looking at either a Japanese beetle or some other kind of hardback beetle doing that damage. If you see that there are little lines running through some of the leaves that have fallen off, you'll know that you have seen leaf miners. If it's none of that, we're just going to figure that it turns out it's the weather. It has been hot and not really pleasant enough the nighttime temperatures do affect roses in ways that they don't affect some other plants but they will slow down the flowering i if it was mine i would just 
throw caution to the wind and cut about a foot off of each branch and see what happens. It is too thick in one section over here. You're not going to get strong growth because you've got so many canes coming up. I'm probably not going to take the canes out right now. I would wait until February to do that. But I might go ahead and cut back some of these that are really um, defoliated just to see if we can get a few more leaves to come out, if you're able to water it. If this is something that has to be on its own, I would just leave it and let it be. But if you can take a little bit of care to it, if you can water it, um, I would, I'd go ahead and give it that opportunity to put on some more new growth. Nice corner. I like the way that looks. Uh, I have a question for you, Lance. You, I know that, that you are one of those people that can do things I cannot do in, in this case throw a fastball (laughs) okay did anybody ever tell you have a theory about how your shoulders develop that way i love this research it's really funny it's it's got me it's got me going this morning from dartmouth college what would you think why would shoulders have evolved like they did i mean it's a powerful part of your body it can Whatever, 100 miles an hour. Even stuff, lifting and heaving. Yes, yes. That, that's how This I time was. of year we think about footballs, but I'm still thinking baseball because I'm still but watching. But you're harvesting, mm-hmm. or picking up stuff and yep. heaving it up, putting it into this, and the shoulders carry the brunt of that uh, as well as the back, I would imagine, but the yep. shoulders are your lifter. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Now we have understanding from Dartmouth. The rotating shoulders and our extending elbows that let us get the high shelf – let us, some of us, throw throw the fastball or the football or any of those things. I, was actually a way to put on the brakes. Because when you didn't have those, the, the creatures fell out of the trees that we evolved from. Isn't that wonderful? We had to be able to stop ourselves. And this is how we got there. I would have thought it would have been your hips that would slow things down. Nope. Nope. Got a grab. Got a, you know. In your shoulder, you got the supraspinatus muscle, which is on the very back. It's like a little triangle. And that's what, as you throw, uh, that used to be something that uh, pitchers would injure a good bit because in the the slowing down of the arm, uh, it was, uh, you know, you would recoil a lot. You're you're trying to get that flick. Uh You see it more nowadays Uh with the way that they're being taught to throw Mm -hmm. uh, to get more velocity. I imagine you'll start seeing not necessarily more injuries but more soreness Mm -hmm. in the back of the shoulder Mm -hmm. because of that the way the form works. Uh, And as you follow through much longer and around your body – the way they taught that for a long time was to take some of the pressure off the shoulder. So, you know, as, as things change, you know, even I knew methods, you would know about even methods to throw a ball have changed mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. And especially in the last four or five years, I would say, where they found that the biomechanics of things allows uh, if, if you get it all going in the right way and do things the right way, you can throw harder. And they've done a good job teaching that. But it will create other issues. Sure it does. Because we're not ready for 120 not, mile an hour fastball. Well, yet. Not yet. <laughs> We're not falling out of the trees anymore, though, either. Really fun stuff. Thanks to Dartmouth College for that little bit. Wowie zowie. I I can't even stop. I have to keep thinking about this. So we're going to step aside. We'll come right back. You go with us.
It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. Are you looking for ways to get involved in your community? AARP Mississippi has opportunities for everyone. Whether you like to volunteer with others or work independently, you can volunteer at your own pace on projects that you're passionate about. It's a way to make an impact in your community while also making lifelong friends. To learn more, visit aarp.org slash ms or call 1-866-554-5382. Paid for by AARP. Think identity theft won't happen to you? Think again. There's a new victim every three seconds in the U.S., over 15 million this year alone, and many don't even know they're victims. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you could miss, even when you monitor your credit. If your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. Don't blow your top when you're dealing with your roof and gutters. Call Complete Exteriors. Complete Exteriors offers roof inspections, repairs, full roof installations, and we'll take the stress out of all the insurance claims. Gutters from common 6-inch to custom copper. We also produce all custom copper work in-house, from copper dormers and roofing to gutters and flashing. All sheet metal is handcrafted in-house as well. Complete Exteriors, 601-326-2755. 601-326-2755. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. They're designed for easy operation and feature performance mesh detachments. Right now, put zero down and get 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 on select equipment. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Divinity Equipment Company on Highway 51 in Madison and at the end of Spring Ridge Road in Clinton. When you want mouth-watering flavors, friendly service, and a menu that makes the whole family happy, you want Spillway Diner in Brandon, a hidden gem of Old Van and Road. We serve your favorite breakfast, dinner, and daily blue plate specials. From savory omelets to country fried steaks, pork chops, and the best fried chicken and catfish around, there's something for everyone, and everyone leaves satisfied. Guaranteed. 
Come on down to Spillway Diner off Old Bannon Road in Brandon. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook for this week's specials. Best songs nobody ever plays. It's just, it's a, it's just joyful, wonderful stuff. All right, now, when you are trying to figure out what's going on in your garden and it's not Saturday, you might want to send me an email, mama on air at yahoo.com. Mama is always spelled M A M A because that's me. There's plenty of other ways to spell it, but you won't get me unless you spell it mama, M A M A, on air at yahoo.com. I was tickled to find out. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many things that you just you don't think you know enough about, and then you just go, "What? Have you ever had a, a bandaid come off of your arm when you got in the water, either your shower or maybe you dove in the swimming pool, and you realized that it had floated away? Not I don't mean bandaid brand, but any kind of you know an, an adhesive thing, a bandage of some sort has come off of your arm, or maybe you've had some other situation where something just let up, you know." Well, guess what? Purdue University has now got bio-based glues coming for us that will form adhesive bonds, and they actually get stronger in water. That's really a good thing when we have fully sustainable, as they call it, bio-based components. These are be these are things that establish stronger bonds when they are wet. For example, the mascara that runs when you get in the swimming pool or when you cry. It won't. <laughs> Think about it. That's really kind of scary. If you, <laughs> it just won't go away. There are also so many other things that we think about, but but this is what's cool. Is it's plant based. It comes from one of the proteins in corn, which is happens to be called zine, which is one of the parts of its name. But also tannic acid, and these two things together are being re- published in the peer review journal ACS Applied Materials. This was interesting stuff, trying to find different surfaces, different waters, seawater, saline solutions, tap water, even deionized water, just to see what, you know, the differences would be. And there weren't. It did not. The type of water did not influence a great deal. Obviously, the substrate would. But it was really fascinating that that they had been able to do this. They can make gallons of glue in a couple of hours. It's cheap. Now, I'm not sure what all the applications for this will be, but believe me, if we can find a way to, for example, add on to things that we're trying to repair, I don't know, coral reefs, they're they're talking about the possibilities of being able to do these things. And also, particularly, for example, if you have everything all the way up to it, including a footing on a pier or a footing on a bridge, something that needs to be in the water but has been damaged or has a new need to be produced that is in better than what the previous one was. Pretty interesting stuff. I really think this is very cool. They um, 
the, the increasing temperature also increases the power of this glue. So it's you can look for a whole lot more of this going down the road. They, um, like anybody that's at Purdue, had good sense to get an opportunity to go to the Keys to test some of this in very hot water. <laughs> it well, they did know fine. about hot water. They got it, them boilers did just up there. They got them boiler makers up there in Purdue. They, they can make that they, hot water. They, they do have that. They do have that. Now, I will tell you that um, someone I know on the east coast of Florida, again, we're, we're back to the Lee thing. We're confident it's going, sorry, y'all, to Halifax, but it, but if it didn't, and then besides that, all the surfers in the world are now headed for our east coast because the waves are going to be big even when the storm's far, far out at sea. But uh, she said that the temperature north of Miami in the Atlantic was 104 yesterday. <laughs> so we're just lucky that there's plenty of jet stream to keep that thing away from the east coast or we would have... We we hope it's going to stay away. Well, that the El Nino is helping us. We're out. hoping. And, and yes. then in the winter, I've been reading a good bit, I, and I don't do know if think? this is going to be the way it ends up working out. But from being an amateur weatherman such as I am, the uh, the conveyor belt of mm-hmm. the Pacific uh, El Nino event, and it generally will bring a much cooler and wetter winter for the South with a drier winter for the North because they're getting the drier. I mean, the wetter summer up north Mm -hmm. of us Mm -hmm. and we're getting the drier because the conveyor belt is pushed down Mm -hmm. uh you know several hundred miles so where that it's really hitting say the coast and then bending up versus being up around memphis so you have that buffer that's not there now and that's why we're not looking like we'll get hit with the hurricanes as much in the gulf but it looks like the winter may be a little bit more of a wet wet, winter yeah well and and you know, what can we say? That's better than the dry summer we've had. Yeah, it's going to. We gonna, do seem to be in the extremes, though. And they you say know. It doesn't necessarily mean colder in the, in the winter, but it does mean that it should be wetter. Well, if you, you may or may not recall that a few weeks ago I, I said I really thought we were due for a mild winter, and I immediately got slammed in the text world. From, You're jinxing I'm, us. I'm You're still, jinxing us. I'm still <laughs> hearing from people. <laughs> Heard me say that. I said, I didn't say it was going to happen. I just think we're about due. And frankly, that's where you got, because it's going to be wet. If it's milder, it's going to be wetter. And that's part of the deal is you got to realize that that's where our well-drained soil becomes so important. So if you're going to try to be planting, for example, wildflower seeds in October and November, or if you're going to put larkspurs out, you're going to need to get the soil ready now. Well, and, and you know, all these hunters. The, the weather's good for yeah, all the hunters. And our hunters and need to be paying attention. I had a picture from one of my uh, our friends, uh, David Reed, and uh, his son, uh, Chris, they were up at the at the camp uh, a week ago, and we went out to the duck blind. And it's about a, a bayou that goes forever, several a couple three hundred yards across. Usually has about two two feet of water in it, dry to the bottom. I mean, Love cracks. Yeah. It looked like you're in the desert driving yeah. four wheelers all the way out. And and in my lifetime, I can remember that happening once. once so that's how yeah. dry it's been. Yeah. Well, and, we've got know. to get some relief yeah. eventually. Well, and you hope some of these, pl- you know, some of these food plots and planning and a lot of the money that's spent uh, on it's on the tough. it's tough because. Last year, it was uh, it was one of those. It seemed like we didn't get any rain to really sprout anything, uh, but the, you, you'd had plenty before, and then now you've had none. Well, and, and, maybe and uh, here's some. here's my um, here, here's here's my prediction: we're going to see more people going in with basic perennial food plots, things like Jerusalem artichokes that you're hard pressed to get rid of. <laughs> That the deer like, and, and then come in with the annual things on top of it. Because we're right now we're having to go through all of the 
overbrush, you know, it would be underbrush except it's over. It's on top of everything to be able to get to those places. And people are not planting like they used to. It's a labor of, of love. It's I a mean, lot you of labor. Till it up. Well, you got to cut and bush hog, and then mm-hmm. you got to till it. Then you got to get out there and gotta plant take it. Then care you got to harrow it. And then That's you gotta right. Spray That's it. right. It's, it's a lot of work. It's when we're going to grow something, we all understand it's going to take some time and some energy, and that's part of why we're here on Saturdays to have the opportunity to talk about what it is that we're doing and what it is that's working and what it is that isn't. And your own call, if, if there are hunters out there that need the Garden Mama, oh yeah, the sure. doctor of plants, to come to your deer <laughs> camp and and uh, you know check out your food plot and get beautiful fed, day, get fed be fried a, catfish. Be a, be a beautiful and, day. Yeah, I love it. I'm happy to drive and yeah, I'll show. No first. problem. Yeah, just gotta. Well, just just give us a holler. Yeah, you know? Let us know. We're, we're ready to go. We're, we're ready most of the time. We're ready today particularly. One of the things that I do hope I'm able to do, I, um, I have one of my salad tables. The leg is coming off of it. So my project today, if I can get it done, is to get that thing moved out to the back, turned over, and fixed. Now, that may not sound like much, but that's because I already took the dirt out of it. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Lance. Come back next week, y'all. We're going to do it again. This is the Garden Mama Show. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Here's how to welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with your doghouse? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Peace of mind goes a long way. As parents, we want to make sure our kids are taken care of in the future in all aspects, right? Especially financially. The Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services offers a savings program to help their clients achieve a better life experience by offering a way to alleviate some of the unknown financial worries. Mississippi ABLE is a federal program which enables individuals with disabilities to save money in tax-advantaged accounts that may be used for qualified disability expenses while keeping the eligibility for federal benefits. Learn more about Mississippi ABLE at Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. Jamie Creel, Shelter Insurance. Come see why we're more than just an agent. Proudly serving the Jackson Metro area and the great state of Mississippi. Give us a call at 601-992-6000. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.